Hi, everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara from Star Sound Astrology. This is episode 95. 95, I am alive. We are alive with the April astrology. So lots happening this month, some very dynamic energies. Um, I'm going to be talking about um, kind of just some major uh, dates and points to look out for. Uh, things definitely spicing up by the end of the month um, with uh, certain transits with Venus, Uranus, Saturn. And um, I also want to get into the, um, and I might just talk about this first, the eclipse points from last year, from the June eclipse, the June 20th solar eclipse, zero degrees Cancer, and also the December solar eclipse in Sagittarius. Uh, Mars, Mars action, right? When Mars hits those eclipse points, that's when things pop. So let's get into it right now. Let's just dive in. Okay, so um, so just to refresh, you know, in, when, um, when an eclipse happens, it's, it's like a seed that's planted and eclipses are always about beginnings and endings, right? So a chapter of our life ends and a new one begins. Uh, the eclipse last year, and you can go back, if you scroll back, this was not on YouTube, um, but if you want to hear it, and it, I did do a really deep dive into the solar eclipse in Cancer. So let me, let me just find that. Hold on, I got to go find that exact number for you to look up because it would be good, it would be very wise to review this material if you've already heard it because it's been a year. And if you're new to the channel, definitely. So wait just a second. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, it's episode 56. You can find this on Spotify, iTunes, and there's like eight other um, podcasting audio platforms, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, there's, you know, pick your choice, uh, whatever that is for you, but it's episode 56. And um, I'm, I'm putting emphasis on this a lot because um, Anytime we have an eclipse, of course, it's, a, it's like a humongous a solar eclipse, is like a humongous new moon on steroids. And its effects, unlike a regular lunation, which the effects last for a month, this would last for six months, even a year, and sometimes even years out, it will resonate. So it, co it goes across time further. Zero degrees of cancer is where it happened last June zero degrees is the first sign of the zodiac. It's, it's called a critical degree in, in the zodiac because it, it contains the entire potential for the sign that it's in and what it can portend and what it can bring. It's like the fullness. Like I always say, it's like the, the um, oak tree, the entire mighty oak tree is contained inside of a little acorn. So you definitely wanna see, you know, when an eclipse happens at a zero point and especially zero cancer. Cancer is a cardinal sign and it's, a, it's about turning points. Um, the United States is a cancer country. So this one has, um, because we are July 4th, right? The sun was in cancer at 13 degrees. So, you know, when we have that, those, um, all of that adding up together, it creates quite a mighty um, symbology. And um, it's interesting because the high point of that eclipse, the area of longest duration, uh, happened over Mount Kailash in Tibet. And you know, I'll, I get into this more, so just look up episode 56 on, um, on the podcast platforms and you can, um, like I said, not here on, on YouTube, but just on the uh, podcast platform. 
and you can um, learn more about it. And it's it's like 51 minutes, but it's it's I did a lot of research on it. But um, this this eclipse would have a lot of import for women, right? Cancer ruled by the moon, so it's about our homeland, women, the sacred feminine, the divine feminine, uh, comfort, security, mothers. You know, this is this is a huge, huge and leadership too, because cancer being you know cardinal sign in the first it's in the thema mundi you know zero degrees cancer um cancer is the first sign you know the the ascent the the fullness of light and the path of light and dark as it goes through the zodiac you know is is itself its own symbol of the passage of light and dark and the interplay of light and dark but you think of cancer as pregnancy and families and women and children and this birth right so there's this birth of, of life. And so the, um, it's very important that we, um, we really pay attention to an eclipse, but especially this one. We had an eclipse at zero cancer in, um, well, it was in 2001, you know, and when Mars activated it, we had 9-11. Now, I'm not saying that we're gonna have bad stuff happen. You know, I'm, I'm not here to, to scare anybody, you know, but it is definitely a wake up call. We also had one in 19, I wanna say it was in um, the early 60s, after JFK was assassinated, we had a huge shift in the leadership of our country. It was a big page turning moment in history, right? So that's the point I'm making is that, you know, unlike those previous eclipses, you know, we, the good news is that we are now in a different era because as we were saying, Jupiter and Saturn in, in air signs after 200 years of being in, coming around in earth signs, they're in air. So there's a lot of more movement and a, it's a whole different quality of life. And it's, it's away from the heavy earth energy of materialism and colonialism. So with air science, you know, we are, we are thinking visionary, we're thinking forward, we have progressive new ideas. So this bodes very well. And with zero cancer, it's women, you know, come up and the homeland. So I'm thinking of, and safety. So I'm thinking of like Black Lives Matter, Native Americans, um, you know, uh, women in general, um, just uh, breakthroughs around um, all of these, all of these areas that are very near and dear to all of us, no matter what gender we are or race, it, it's just something that's all encompassing. It's the divine feminine, which exists, of course, in all of us, that sacred feminine. So huge uh, breakdown, breakthrough, as my mentor used to say years ago, God rest her soul. I love you, Renee. Um, she she used to talk about eclipses, breakdown, breakthrough. So uh, yes, we've had breakdowns as we've seen with the Cancer Capricorn eclipses for the last three years, like, oh my God, right? Breakdowns with being cared for and government caring for us and creating structures in our society that are nurturing and supportive. So um, that's definitely a, um, is, is up, coming up. And the reason why I'm bringing this up again is because, as I said last year, the seed was planted last June, and now Mars is going to activate that. Mars is the planet of action and courage and forward movement. It's Aries, it's dynamic energy, it's, you know, get stuff done. We're going to be talking a lot on this talk about get stuff done, because there's some dates I'm going to share with you coming up very soon where it's going to be very, very conducive for getting things done. But I did want to highlight 
that will happen, that Mars activation of the eclipse will happen on um, April 23rd. Mars uh, will be at zero degrees Cancer. So sometimes it happens a few days before that point. Um, when Mars, um, you know, uh, it conjuncts an eclipse point, you know, we might see something happening on the 20th, 21st, 22nd, that time period um, leading up to April 23rd, sometimes a little after, but figure around that point, uh, a real turning point and a real time to move forward, right? So uh, very exciting, right? Yeah. And so, like I said, listen to episode 56 and you can kind of get your head around that and uh, we can um, we can look to the end of the month, which happens to be, as I was saying earlier, we have other things going on in and probably the most potent frame um, of this month is probably going to be the end of the month, um, which includes this date. So uh, a lot of um, I just feel it's it's uh, yeah, it's 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 big. <laughs> what can I say? It can go in so many directions. The potential is there for uh, huge breakthroughs with relationships, with relating to each other, with um, you know how we take care of each other, how we take care of ourselves, right? Comfort, security. Think of those Cancerian themes. But anyway, so just wanted to mention that about the Mars activation. Uh, there is another eclipse activation, I should just say, since we're on the topic of eclipses, and that is, um, what is it, on the 19th? Uh, hold on, let me just check a second here. Okay, I just checked my uh, notes and I do have them built in to, um, to everything here. So let me go grab that and, uh, and away we go. Okay, so, um, we're going to start with today's April 2nd, and tomorrow uh, we have uh, Mercury, who has been kind of floating through Pisces. Uh, Mercury's not in its most powerful place in Pisces because it's, it's Mercury is data and give me the facts, rational, move, 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 right? Zzz, buzzy, buzzy. Pisces is like, the whale coursing through the Pacific Ocean, right? The murkiness, the uncertainty, the kind of qualities, it's a water sign, so it's just going with the flow. Almost has a little Mercury retrograde-ish uh, where things are kind of unclear, a little foggy, you know, it's like that kind of energy. But now um, it is moved into Aries. Um, as of April 3rd, it will be in Aries. And uh, that's very dynamic. It's Mars ruled. So Mercury is going to be ruled. Um, Mars is going to be um, What's interesting, Mercury and Mars are going to be, when Mercury moves into this sign, Mercury and Mars are going to be what's called mutual reception. So that's like, hey, I'm in your house and you're in my house. So there's this harmony and there's this way of working things out. So the usually combative Mars, you know, in this mutual reception with Mercury can create some pretty dynamic changes in things, but it's of a more harmonious nature because they're blending their energies. So that's going to be a great time to get things done. I've already noticed it. Um, the, you know, where I have been feeling that Mercury and Pisces, you know, oh, I need to get to such and such and I kind of procrastinated and all that. And uh, luckily, um, you know, I, I feel this this picking up. You know, but it's really you'll you'll see as you learn what exact and what time zone you can look up exactly. Google what time zone you live in, and you you can actually feel that shift. Um, and you might not even look at that 
exact time. It might just be, oh, I feel this. And wow, why do I feel so dynamic? Well, guess what? You know, zero degrees of Aries, you know, the, the, <laughs> the Aries point, the GSD, right? Get stuff done. The other word, you know, get stuff done. We'll just keep it clean, right? <laughs> so um, this would be really good for, um, with, when you think about Mercury ruling sales and commerce and merchants and retail and business and, um, and astrology and uh, taking, you know, technology even um, and business, you know, Mars is the businessman of the zodiac. And so uh, very effective, there's a real effectiveness um, very, very much effectiveness. So I use this time period. Uh, Mars is there until April 23rd in the sign of Gemini. So um, the spiritedness around our communications, our dynamic movement and uh, blending with getting things done and getting things communicated. So, uh, you know, use this time effectively because it's definitely this nice, it's like being on a sailboat and having a nice big wind at, at our back, you know, moving us forward. Um, then April 6th, uh, Mars, uh, this is back to the eclipse conversation, Mars is going to be opposing the, where we had the, um, Mars, no, not opposing, sorry, Mars is going to be at 19 degrees of Gemini. So why is that important? Well, this upcoming June solar eclipse on June 10th is going to be at 19 Gemini. So um, if you have any planets, if your sun, your moon, or any planets are at 19 degrees of mutable signs, so it's Gemini, Sag, Virgo, or Pisces, within mm, 16 to 22 degrees, I would say, of any of those signs, you're definitely going to be affected by this upcoming eclipse in Gemini. Well, I noticed that Mars, you know, I say that Mars is the, that germinating seed that happens after the eclipse. Well, in this time, it's this particular eclipse, Mars is um, already at 19 Gemini before the June eclipse. So it could provide us with a little window, a kind of little preview of like things that might occur, right? Or action that needs to be taken. So it's maybe a little wink from the universe. So I would say, keep, keep your eye out on uh, April 6th, what's happening in your life. And especially if you have planets and points in, at, or rising sign or your midheaven at those degrees and see what happens because it might be a little preview of things to come. So, um, and, and what not, Gemini ruling, you know, communication, siblings, neighbors, cousins, aunts, uncles, you know, the people who are next to us, right, in the extended family. Um, it also rules um, writing and things and the internet and, and astrology. <laughs> so uh, Mercury's is uh, many things. So just to be aware, um, and on a higher plane, it's telepathic communication. So, you know, there's so many avenues and places that this can play out in. So just take note. Um, moving on, we have April 11th, is our new moon, our new moon in Aries. And that's gonna be at 22 degrees of Aries. And um, there, it's very, um, very bold. We're talking about women here. It's gonna come into focus on that new moon. Um, we have a, on that new moon, and I'll, I'll break this down more when we get to the new moon, I'll make a separate video, but Venus is gonna be exactly square the 26 degrees, exactly square with Pluto in Capricorn. And that's, that can be a very intense, cathartic moment of a, a, transform, a regenerative, transformative, talk about breakdown to breakthrough, a cathartic, emotionally toxic purging release of like, I would say the divine feminine over the 
patri the old patriarchal ways of society and breaking free. And immediately when I did my research for this, what came to mind visually was, if you remember the Portland protests last year um, in, what was it, over the summer into the fall, and they had the, the for several days, you know, it got pretty ugly. And at one point there was a, a woman who was naked and they called her Naked Athena. And it went viral and a woman came in, it was the middle of the night and all she had on was a little knit cap and nothing else, even barefoot. And there was like shattered glass. I mean, God bless this woman, you know, her feet. I'm like, oh my God. Um, and it's Portland, it's cold even in the summer. Anyway, she came out on the street and she just sat there like 50 feet or whatever away from the National Guardsmen, you know, who all had their gear, you know, helmets and such and whatever. And she also had a face mask and a hat and that was it. And she just sat there and she, with her legs open, like this womb giving birth position, like sitting up, like as if she was giving birth and she just sat there and it was unbelievably vulnerable, right? Talk about that, just here you are stark naked. So they called her naked Athena. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, well, if you think about um, many countries uh, in um, in the world, we have in the United States, and especially in the 19th century, there were, you can look up these old images of Columbia. That was like the divine feminine representative of our country. Uh, Britannia, you know, for the for the UK, and in France, it's Marianne. So, um, if if you're familiar with the currency of France, you know, and I think it's even on. I remember when I was in France, there were these um, beautiful full color, um, the paper currency. It was Marianne was on the, you know, and she was of course bare breasted because it's the French, you know, come on, you know. And she's leading the troops. It was this revolutionary war era motif of, uh, of the French revolution. And she is, you know, nurturing the country and uh, standing guard to protect the homeland. And she's, you know, valiantly, kind of like Washington crossing the Delaware, you know, for us Americans, but it was in their scenario, it's it's this naked woman with this, you know, carrying the, the banner, um, Liberté, Egalité, Fraternité, right? Liberty, Equality, Fraternity of the, the motto of, of France and the French Revolution. So this is a valiant woman. So I think of that with um, with this energy that's coming up on the new moon. It's, it's really gonna be a, a really dynamic, time for women um, and the divine feminine energy to just, and there might be some intense moment of catharsis which occurs that spurs and brings this forward. Um, and this is gonna be a theme that we'll see, you know, in, in an, and I'll give you some more dates and information on that, but just wanted to say, you know, I think about the banking, you know, with Venus also rules the banking system and uh, the elite of uh, uh, Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn, it's like the ruler, the ruling oligarchy, you know, the Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates and all these oligarchs that control so much money, the billionaires of Wall Street. So it's like the divine feminine, are you taking care of us? Is this how we're being nurtured? You know, it's, it's, it's a square, so it's, it's a conflict and it's something that needs to be worked out. Um, but I, I would say the banking and the elite, you know, the monetary system taking on the, the powers that be. And uh, are we, are we, um, do these reflect our values? So, uh, yeah, so you could be seeing some interesting things happening then. Uh, women taking on that decaying system of this, this system does not take care of us. So anytime you have Pluto, think catharsis, breakdown to breakthrough, uh, explosive, 
toxic releasing, transformative energies, regenerative. These are always the key words that you want to look at. A regenesis, a resurrection, a renewal from death to life coming up, the phoenix rising from the ashes. So these are all very powerful keywords for anytime you see and hear Pluto, you got Venus squaring, the women, we're taking it on, right? We're taking on the system. Venus is, that'll happen um, April 11th is the new moon. So the entire new moon lunation from the middle of April to the middle of May, when we get the next new moon, it will have that signature element. Now, it will cool off a few days later because Venus goes into Taurus a few days later. So Venus um, in Aries is, is in, you know, that's in her detriment. She doesn't do well when she's driven by, you know, <laughs> obnoxious men telling her what to do, right? This does not work. But it provides valiant women. It provides bold and courageous women and a stand for the values and the things that are dear to us. Um, but when Venus goes into Taurus, uh, that's one of her home signs. She's at home in Taurus and Libra. So, ah, you know, there's more of a, 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 a sweeter connection and a, a, and a calming down of those ferocious energies. So it will start in that intense way and it can work its way out in a more even fashion, I would say, when it goes into Taurus. Um, and it's usually there for about six weeks in a sign. All right, April 12th, uh, we are back to that conversation about the eclipse. This time I'm talking about the December solar eclipse that happened in the last December. And that was at 23 degrees of Sagittarius. Well, Mars is going to oppose that point. It's not lining up with that point, which was the, you know, as I was saying before, Mars will either line up or conjunct a point or it will oppose a point. And that's where we, where we look at, is it conjunct or is it opposing that magic point? And when, um, and we look at that to give us some clues. So Mars in opposition in Gemini, opposing an eclipse, it might be a war of words about truth coming out. Um, you know, the galactic center of the galaxy, which is also called the uh, 26 Sag, it's called the, the whistleblower point. I've, I've heard it referenced that way. And it's about truth. And so I think about investigative journalism, um, people, and we're, we're taking down this kind of arrogant um, base where it might be um, taking down arrogance and uh, around the truth and maybe where things had been not shared. Uh, information, you know, uh, Gemini, it's interesting, I think, uh, you know, with COVID, for example, you know, Gemini, Gemini rules the lungs. <laughs> so we might be finding some combative um, information that maybe the the elite uh, that would Sag would represent the people in higher places of power might, uh, there might be some resistance, there might be some news coming out that is showing us like, maybe this isn't, you know, maybe there's more that we don't know. And I would really consider that very strongly because when I think about it, the eclipse on uh, last December, that was the first day that the COVID vaccines were administered. So um, when you start a big project in the middle of an eclipse, um, there are things that we're not gonna know, you know, because why? The luminaries, the sun and the moon, the moon's blocking the sun. We don't have all the facts. There's something murky. And if you read and, you know, you see this, it's very clear in the news media. Well, you know, yes, you get vaccinated, but you might still get COVID. 
or we're not really quite sure. And what about the variants? You know, and so there's a lot of unknown that we're still dealing with. And so the Mars opposition on April 11th might bring um, things to light that might have been uh, pushed aside and maybe marginalized. So, and it might be some combative information uh, with Mars there in Gemini. So this is something to be aware of. Of course, that's just one example of where it might play out. Um, but again, um, it's, you know, an opposition is like saying, hey, we need to integrate. There are two sides here and we need to come together and find some common ground. And we, we want to work and make an effort, Mars energy, to, um, to communicate, you know, make it, taking a strong stand for uh, beliefs and uh, introducing other beliefs, right? Gemini, other points of view, being fluid with our thinking and our actions and not being so rigidly like, south node, so Sagittarius, you know, this is the way it is and kind of like an arrogance about it. So there, there's a lot that's going on there that, that this eclipse opposition is asking us to look at. Um, April 12th, we have, um, I'm sorry, that was April 12th. Yeah, so it might be a battle for the truth, Mars, you know, in opposition to that Sag point. Uh, we, we shall see uh, a battle for truth where in, in your life, you know, where if you had a, the if the eclipse did um, touch a sensitive point in your chart or near a planet, then it would be again bringing this up, asking you to really look at things and be be brave about it and maybe carve a new path um, and, and, and take a new path of uh, regarding information and communication with with others. So that's uh, that's that and um now we've got another great on april 16th we have mars in gemini is uh, making a nice trine which is a very favorable aspect to jupiter in aquarius so a jupiter a trine has the nature of the the feeling of jupiter so that's beneficence it's um a lot of luck and opening and ease and grace and opportunity and it was jupiter in aquarius uh, well, there, and it's all both Mars and Jupiter are making a sextile, which is a very favorable aspect um, with Mercury and the Sun. So there's shining a lot of light on, you know, communic again, communications. It's, it's a very powerful place about getting things done and achieving big things with Jupiter, you know, that's massive. Um, Mercury is going to, so again, this is another great period, you know, in around April 16th in, in where Mars in that trine for getting things done. There's a lot of forward motion. Um, Mercury is going to be in that throne room. We talked about Kazemi, Venus being Kazemi in the last podcast. Kazemi is right in that throne room, right in the heart of the sun. So you've entered this room full of light and you're standing in the presence of the sun and you like lose yourself. So we can't see Mercury when it's that close in the sun and um, it's in its own little initiation process. But Mercury Kazemi at 29 degrees of Aries, that's bold, right? Aries, Mars energy, that's boldness. And um, that's an enormous amount of fire, <laughs> the fire of fiery words literally, you know, communication can be very fiery, um, very, you know, I think about a courageous person, a bold, courageous warrior of truth. Um, it could be a Mercury Kazemi there, um, especially with the trying to Jupiter, you know, like talk about the truth uh, coming out, uh, people standing up and being heroes uh, about speaking the truth. 
uh, the only thing you would, you know, oh, <laughs> the Jupiter, you know, it, it rules the elite. So I, when I was doing my notes, I thought of that, um, you know, the Billie Eilish song, um, was it, uh, it was from that movie, it was on sexual harassment, the, the true story of, was it Megyn Kelly, you know, it was Fox, bad guy, I'm so bad with singing, but anyway, you know, that song, I'm a bad guy, you know, that, that's what came up with, I don't know where are these things come from, but, um, you know, what, what possibly, uh, that was the connection I was make, making, um, because the shadow side of Jupiter would be, be careful, Mars and Jupiter could also mean a real um, arrogance and a you know, I think of Jupiter as like can be a, a sense of entitlement. Um, so, whoa, uh, just like, you know, the Fox News chairman, Roger Ailes, you know, he thought he was entitled to look up girls' skirts and, you know, harass women and make sexual advances. Not, right? So Mars uh, could be very combatively taking on um, arrogant people or the establishment or the media, the higher, you know, this, when you think about very established media elite, so to speak, with, with Jupiter there. Uh, but in terms of our own world, it's certainly a great time to um, get things done. And Jupiter being an Aquarius is, you know, building this wonderful visionary society. Our communications and our contacts is about this humanitarian uh, place where everybody works together and we're all accepted, no matter what gender, race, spiritual background or no background, you know, that, that we're, we're finding common ground in which to expand our consciousness. So, um, so that's, that's April 16th for you. Um, but it's very good for productivity, for getting things done, you know, no more butt dragging, you know, not, not with that, this, this month of April, <laughs> there's a lot going on. Okay, um, as I said, April 23rd, Mars and Cancer, eclipsed, eclipse activations, that April 22nd, 23rd, 24th is really potent. Um, and look and see where um, Venus will be conjoining, lining up with Uranus and Taurus. Uranus and Taurus are like 10 degrees. So Venus is, is approaching this point. And Venus conjunct Uranus, talk about fighting for women. Oh my God. And relationships too. Venus is about our relationships, our marriages, our one-to-one -one contacts and counseling and relationships with others. So um, this is about the need to be free and breakthrough of old stubborn, maybe patterns of relating and how we've been relating and moving into um, a fully more and a more enlightened uh, way. And it might be a very radical revolutionary way of relating. Um, so embracing that, um, that's the 22nd. The 23rd next day is that Mars activation. So between Venus conjunct Uranus and Mars in that eclipse point in Cancer, boy, that's a lot of girl power. Let me tell you, it's intense. So fighting for safety, fighting for comfort, for food, for home, for women, for the sacred feminine. It's like, ugh, the homeland, you know. I think also of those people in Brazil has gotten it is gotten COVID so bad. If you've read the headlines, it's just heartbreaking, you know, and I, my prayers go out to them. And I think of also the, the poor people in the slums, you know, the slums in Rio are so huge. They've done documentaries about them. And then there's, you know, the native peoples of Brazil, the indigenous peoples whose lives have been threatened by those dams that are, they're cutting down the rainforest to run these silly dams and destroying these, some of these tribes have never been contacted by, 
by humanity. They've just for eons lived uncontacted. It's like the last uncontacted tribe on earth has now been contacted and it's, it's scary. Um, so talk about uh, homeland being threatened, but uh, this is a, an emotional time of uh, it's a great catharsis. So these are some of the themes that, you know, come up for me when I, you know, contemplate these. The 24th of April, Venus is going to be squaring. So first it's going to be conjunct Uranus. So it's like, whoa, you know, we're free or let's break free. But right after that, it's square Saturn. So that can be like, okay, uh, let's just, just hold the wire here. Okay, I know we all want change. Saturn is nicely in Aquarius. You know, we, we want change. It's going to help everyone, but we want to be smart about it. We don't want to get too crazy. Venus conjunct Uranus could be a lot of impulsive energy. You might walk out of that relationship that's been that you're fed up with, and uh, yeah, and it might be around your home life or home living situation with Venus. So um, be careful to keep a cool head and don't rush and impulsively react just because you might not like a situation that you're in or a relationship that you're in to really uh, keep a cool head because Saturn's going to make you do that. It's like okay, yeah, not to dis change, but you want to do it wisely and plan it. Think about what you're doing because it's going to have long-term ramifications with Saturn stepping in. It's like, let's think about down the road a bit, you know, how's this going to work out? So there's that little dynamic tension. Uh, let's see. Oh, I would say too, here's, here's one way that it might look, you know, running out in the street and kissing somebody without a mask, you know, <laughs> Venus conjunct Uranus, we're so great. Uh, not a good plan, Saturn is saying. Uh, doing the right thing, um, you know, okay, girl, slow, slow down, like, hold on, cowgirl. <laughs> hold on, mermaid. You just, woot, okay, we love you, and let's, let's be smart. Let's have this change be lasting. We don't want the fizzle firecracker. I, uh, what's that thing at the 4th of July when you light that little stick that the fizzler, the sizzler, whatever those sticks, you know, as kids, you, you know, I always think of Uranus energy is that you light it and it just goes boom. And it, it doesn't, it's not a slow burn that builds. It just immediately starts fizzing and it's bright. And it kind of like the sparks fly and you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to get a spark on me. And then it shoo, immediately goes out. You know, that's Uranus energy. It's like pew, here and gone. So um, again, just tempering our desire for freedom with, you know, being smart about that. Um, you know, but Venus is like, you know, to square with Santa might be, you, don't you suppress me. Don't you, don't you stick me in a, don't you isolate me, you know? So uh, be, uh, be aware, right? Uh, let's see, so April, um, yeah, and I would say too, um, yeah, okay, so April 23rd to May 11th, Mars is going to be, um, Mars is going to be opposing Pluto. Mars in Cancer is going to oppose Pluto in Capricorn. I'll talk more about that later. I won't get into that. Uh, for the June 10th solar eclipse, boy, talk about reinventing our homeland, wherever, whatever homeland we're in. Wow. That's going to be cool, but I'll, I'll save that for another uh, talk. You know, Mars is considered in its detriment in Cancer because Mars is angry, red, fiery. You know, it wants action. It wants its spears and blood and guts and, you know, um, bing, 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 um, speed and, and uh, 
it can be violent, you know, it's the god of war. So the god of war doesn't do well in a watery cancer sign. You know, the, the, the warrior is like, all right, man, let's kick some ass here, you know, but, but Mars hosted in cancer, the moon is hosting Mars, you know, when as of April 23rd to May 11th, funny, isn't that Mother's Day? It ends in Mother's Day. It's like, oh, okay, uh, let's see. Um, can I get you a little pillow? Would you like a little cup of tea? Um, a little a cushy pillow to sit on? <laughs> no, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I want change. I'm like, well, let's take care of you. But I would say that's, that's good because I, I was a little nervous with the fact that the Derek Chauvin trial is supposed to end, the, the, the George Floyd, the guy that you know, on trial for homicide of uh, George Floyd, is it homicide, secondary homicide, or is it just manslaughter? But anyway, anyway, that uh, the, the trial is supposed to end around the end of the month. So it made me a little nervous at first, but then I thought, you know what though, if you're gonna have, if, if Mars were in Aries, I'd be very concerned, but Mars being in its quote detriment in cancer, maybe that's a blessing. You know, it'll work in a different fashion. It'll have the energy of, 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 of mothering, you know, around that. So fierce stand for security and protection and care, you know, and, and so uh, there, there is that going on where people will feel a challenge to, um, to be brave and to be courageous around uh, taking care of ourselves and families. Um, you know, I, I say that it's a breakthrough. You know, I think that the, our actions, instead of being, you know, uh, just angry and rageful, it's like, wait a minute, we can put in our vulnerability and our emotions and our feelings and let our feelings and emotions guide our bold efforts. And, um, and it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to take action coming out of vulnerability, coming out of a soft heart space. So these are the, some of the things that are available to us as I see it. Um, then at the end of the month, we have a couple more things. April 26th, we have our full moon in Scorpio. And again, I will be doing a talk on that, you know, separate. Um, that should be interesting. Um, Mars in Cancer and the moons in Scorpio. So again, there's mutual reception, you know, oh, Mars is in the sign of the moon and the moon's in the sign of Mars. So again, mutual reception, blending energies. Um, so that could be, that will be a very dynamic uh, time, especially with, um, again, getting things done and regenerating, regenerating ourselves and our homeland, you know, uh, the ability the, for transformation at the deepest, deepest core levels. Uh, I would say toxic relationships might be exposed with the new moon and a full moon in Scorpio at, at the end of the month um, that might blow up and it might be a need to, there's some outbursts, emotional outbursts or things that need to be purged and let go of. But again, don't focus on the breakdown, the ugly gutsy stuff. You have to remember after all that cools, there's an opportunity for growth, like the grass that grows um, after a volcano blows, it's the richest soil and the, the most vibrant color green comes up. So think, focus on the new life, not so much on the yucky stuff. We have to keep our perspective on all these things. Um, April 30th, the last day of the month, um, sun uh, is conjunct Uranus. So the sun shining its light on all this desire for change and letting go of the of our possessions and our values and our, 
the ways in which we value ourselves of old stuck patterns, stagnant patterns, um, and to release and be liberated by, I would say, getting rid of our stuff. This, that would be a dang good time to have a garage sale, you know, get rid of your stuff. You know, you have, if you open your garage door, you cannot get in, you know, not because your car is there, because everything else is, might be a good time to, you know, clear, right? It's in the Northern hemisphere, it's spring. In the Southern hemisphere, it's fall. Hey, weather's still good, go for it. Get rid of that stuff. Uh, okay, I think that's all. Yeah, that's all for now. And um, I hope that's been useful to you. Um, always a pleasure. Let me know what you think and uh, how your um, how your uh, day and week are going and what you hope to uh, to get done for this dynamic month of April. And I love to hear from you. You can always like and share this video and leave your comments below. Um, it's always great. And I think, think that's all for now. So anyway, thank you all for listening so much. Um, it's always a pleasure. And I send you, let's see, let me think of something that I can send off. A nice little beautiful prayer kind of meditative send off. Let me think, let me think, let me think. Okay, I found it. Okay, I tuned in and I got to share with you. It's a beautiful mantra. Um, it's a Sanskrit mantra. And I will read it for you so I have the exact pronunciation. This is uh, from the, um, I love Deva Pramal, but really any, any chant artist, um, you'll see them on YouTube, all different variations of this, different melodies. Um, it's a, it's a um, the one I love is from her album, Tibetan uh, Mantras for Turbulent Times. It came out a few years ago. Uh, David Pramal doing, but the it's for healing. And I think of the Divine Mother and healing when I sing this. So this is a, a great mantra for the dynamic Aries energies of this month. <laughs> so, and the eclipse activations in Cancer. It goes like this. Tayata Om Bikanze Bikanze, Maha Bikanze, Radza Samangate Soha. So if you, if you want to just jump into YouTube and you can um, even just type the words OM and then Bekanze, like B-E-K-A-N-Z-E is an alliterative thing. <clears throat> so you can find it there, many, many variations. But anyway, I just wanted to leave you with that. And uh, it's always a pleasure. So um, yay, okay, until the next time, uh, this has been episode 95 and we are alive. Thank you so much for everything. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thank you and have a most blessed, blessed month of April. Namaste.